Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, message titled, Losing Jesus. Ooh, never a good thing, right? To lose Jesus. Verse 44, it says, But supposing him to have been with the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. It wasn't an abnormal thing for a 12-year-old you know, to pretty much be able to take care of themselves. I mean, they're pretty capable by that age. They can reason somewhat, right? They're not quite you know, a child anymore. So they didn't think twice about not seeing him for a day. You know, he's probably, you know, of course he knows to stay along and to keep up and to do what he's supposed to do. And, and so on a different level, I wanted to think about this too, because it's, it's not just Mary and Joseph leaving Jesus behind, but I wonder how many church services or family gatherings or family mealtimes or life decisions go on not even realizing that Jesus isn't with you anymore. In your own personal life. I mean, how often do we have an event or do we make a plan and and not even consider whether or not this is something that Jesus wants or this is the direction that Jesus is going and we just do what we want to do. Because as much as we look at Jesus and as much as he is meek and mild and lowly and humble, he still is Lord, isn't he? And Jesus is going to go where he wants to go. And sometimes that's completely different than our plan or our desire, or our hopes and dreams. And Jesus is going a different direction. And as we stop following him and start going our own way, we, we literally leave Jesus behind. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're, well, doesn't he say, I'll never leave you or forsake you? Yeah, he, he does say that. And he never will leave you or forsake you. But does that mean that you can't leave him or forsake him? No, it doesn't mean that, does it? In fact, we see an example of that in Revelation chapter 2 in the church of Ephesus. I've been thinking a lot about this lately for myself and for my family and for our church. Are we in danger of leaving people behind? Or leaving Jesus behind? You know, it's been crazy, you know, just the stress, and I think that that's just the way that things are when things are stressful, when, when things can be hard in life. You know, you've got kids running here and there. You've got all this stuff going on. It's easy to kind of forget that I'm following Jesus. I'm trying to chase all these different things that are happening right now. I'm trying to keep up with the kids and their sports schedule. I'm trying to keep up with the kids with their schoolwork. I'm trying to keep up with the kids and, and this and that, and I'm trying to, you know, do my job, and I'm trying to be a good spouse, and, and all these things kind of bombard us, and, and and sometimes it's easy in the busyness of our schedules to not stop and take time to ask the Lord, Lord, which way are we going? Where do you want us to go? How do you want us to perceive what this life is supposed to be about? 
And pretty soon, and I don't know if you noticed it, but all of a sudden you you realize, wait a minute, I'm cynical and angry. I'm not happy and joyful. I don't have the joy of the Lord in my life right now. I'm just kind of irritated all the time. I'm stressed out, and I, you know, I could snap in a minute because I forgot that I'm not trying to run my life. I, I'm supposed to be following Jesus. And how easy it is to, to lose that. We'll talk about that a little bit more as we go on. I've been thinking about that a lot too with, we're missing a lot of people, you know, a lot of people online and, and, and a, lot, a lot of people still, you know, coming now, you know, and it seems like more and more every week we get people coming back. But I don't know if you remember it, this would have been considered a really light service back in the day. Right now it kind of seems full. Every other row's gone, but this would have been a really light service for a first service. And then second service would have been packed, you know, not a chair in the place and people standing in the back. I mean, that's just the way that it's been. And, and, and so now we're, kind of, we're putting out extra rows and stuff, but now it's kind of a weird thing. And you know that a lot of people are just kind of out. And what scares me about that as a pastor is that I know that when somebody gets out of the habit of something, that all of a sudden it just becomes like, ah, oh, you know, well, let's just watch online or we'll watch it later online or then they don't even watch it online, you know, and, and, and then just kind of gets out, of, they just kind of get out of the routine of keeping Jesus close. And what a sad commentary that is on our culture. Because you would think in a time like this, and as the, as the Bible warns us, that, as, that we would not forsake the gathering of ourselves together as we see the day approaching, and I think we all feel that the day is approaching, that it would, you would think that it would be kind of the priority to make sure I'm in church and seeking the Lord, and, and that I'm around other Christians, and I'm growing in my faith. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for the online thing, and I think that a lot of people, and I have seen them faithfully online, you know, I, and I think that that's important. You know, I, I know that some people do have serious concerns, and, and, and rightly so. They should be concerned about coming and being here with us because of age or whatever's going on, or people that they know or, or they're close to that could be affected negatively if they were to c- catch the coronavirus. But, you know, I think that we need to consider these things as Christians. Verse 45, so when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Well, that's good at least. They can't find Jesus, and oh, I guess we better go back to Jerusalem. Uh, and, and he's been one sought after kid, if you think about it. You know, they have him, and then the angels, are, the angels come and tell the shepherds, and the shepherds go to seek him. And then, of course, the wise men seek him. Simeon was earnestly waiting for him, and now Mary and Joseph are seeking him as well. And in a way, a metaphor for life. Every one of us at some point needs to seek him. Even me. I get busy, and then when I describe that busyness and the irritability and all those things, I, I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you, or maybe the Holy Spirit's talking to you, or maybe not. But I go through those seasons as well where I find myself kind of feeling like I haven't really connected with the Lord in a while. I really need to go back to my prayer closet. I really need to go back and seek him again. Jesus, I guess, in a way, and sadly, is easily lost. But he will be where God wants him to be. And if we're not following him, then we easily find ourselves not with him. And I can imagine... Mary and Joseph had a lot of anxiety over this loss. Now, with the background and everything, 
the angel announcement. This is an important son and all this stuff. And, and now, oh no, we lost God's son. That's kind of a big deal. I, I, they were probably waiting for an angel to show up in uniform. Excuse me, ma'am, do you know where your son is? Do you even have any idea who you've lost, what you've done? I mean, you could imagine this has got to be a lot of pressure. I mean, thinking about that. They're sending out an amber alert. We saw, we saw a suspicious pale horse with a black chariot behind it. License plates 1J666. I think that that's the guy. It could have been. Verse 46. Now, so it was that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. Lost, a lost kid for three days. I can't even imagine. I mean, Mary had to have been so beside herself, frantic. I mean, think moms. If you lost your child, would you not be wigging out by this time? Like, I mean, it's to the edge, right? And Jerusalem is a big city. I mean, strangers from all over the known world are there. The, the place is swamped with weirdos and new people. You know, I mean, you know how it is when cities get filled with people. There's strange people amongst them. Visiting, everybody's visiting for the feast. And this wasn't normal. He had to have been kidnapped. I, I'm thinking that's probably what's going through their mind. He had, J, Jesus knows better. He would have caught up with the company if he was, if he was safe, if he was healthy. He, he must have been kidnapped. Worst, worst parents' nightmare. I mean, just, wow. I you know, expect this of James or Judas, but not of Jesus. Come on. <laughs> Finally, they come to the temple. They see him sitting calmly. Calmly just talking and answering questions and asking questions of the, of the rabbis. No big deal. <laughs> I just I just picture my own wife if she would see one of our kids, you know, after three days, not at the police station, you know, just just sitting there, you know, at church, at a church, talking to the leaders, you know, hey, she'd probably end him. You know? <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> you yeah. But this wouldn't, and, and read in Edersheim, this wouldn't have been out of order for the rabbis. In fact, any child who was of a certain age, who had a handle and knowledge of the scriptures, was allowed to come during this time. This is the modem katan. This is the minor feast days between the first high holy day of the Sabbath. And of course, Mary and Joseph would have stayed for the high holy day of the Sabbath. They would have stayed for the Passover day, both those high Sabbaths. And, and between those days and the seventh day, which was the end of the Sabbath or the end of the Passover or Feast of Unleavened Bread, was these modem katan, these days of minor feast days. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.